0: Mamma Mia! Hi, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Friday, July 8. Japan's former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has been shot while giving a speech in public, with local media reporting that he remains in a critical condition, although others suggest he has already died from his wounds. The 67-year-old is believed to have been shot from behind by a man armed with a shotgun while he was midway through giving a speech in the city of Nara. Mr Abe's security staff are said to have detained the alleged attacker immediately after the incident, as he made no attempt to flee the scene. Ex-Tokyo Governor Yoichi Masuzo said in a tweet that Mr Abe was in a state of cardiopulmonary arrest, but the BBC reports that term is often used before a death is officially confirmed in Japan. Mr Abe served two terms as Prime Minister, becoming Japan's longest-serving Premier before stepping down in 2020, citing ill health. Following yesterday's shock resignation by UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the ruling Conservative Party is now on the hunt for a new leader. Johnson said he is willing to stay on as PM until a new leader is selected at the party conference in October, but many of his colleagues and members of the public say he should go now. Johnson's resignation as party leader came late last night, after nearly 60 Conservative MPs quit government roles in recent days, at both junior and senior levels, raising doubts about the government's ability to function. At least a dozen people are thought to be in the running, including Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, Minister of State Penny Mordant, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace, and former Chancellor Rishi Sunak. MPs will hold a series of votes until just two candidates remain, at which point there will be a ballot of the wider Conservative Party membership to select a winner. With the rain finally easing off in Sydney, a massive clean-up operation is underway for tens of thousands of people who were evacuated from their homes earlier this week. Huge amounts of debris, contaminated waters, electrical hazards and unstable structures are posing a significant risk, but the SES says many people are ignoring the danger, particularly in the Hunter region where people continue to drive through floodwaters. Premier Dominic Perrottet and Minister for Flood Recovery Steph Cook inspected flooding over Singleton and Maitland from a helicopter this morning, after which he said, The enormity of the challenge in front of us, not just for local communities but for governments, to make sure we get our communities back on track was not lost on me. It's going to require, as it has in the past, a major effort. Chaos has returned to some of Australia's biggest airports, several of which have experienced their busy day since before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. 30,000 people pass through Adelaide Airport as school holidays started in South Australia and Tasmania, while at the same time they are ending in Queensland and Victoria. Adding to the pandemonium is a raft of last-minute delays and cancellations at both Adelaide and Melbourne airports due to weather disruptions related to the ongoing flood crisis in New South Wales. Some passengers have had to wait for six hours or more in the terminal for new flights, while others have been told they won't be flying at all just ten minutes before they were due to take off. But Transport Workers Union South Australia Secretary Ian Smith told the ABC that the real cause of flight cancellations is staff shortages that stemmed from airlines sacking thousands of workers at the start of the pandemic. Tennis fans are eagerly awaiting the women's singles and the men's singles matches this weekend. Serbian Novak Djokovic will play Brit Cameron Norrie later tonight to decide who will meet Aussie Nick Kyrgios in the final, after Spaniard Rafael Nadal was forced to withdraw with an abdominal injury. But who will compete in the women's final has already been decided, with Ons Yabur representing Tunisia taking on Elena Rybakina from Kazakhstan. It will be the first Wimbledon Women's Championship match with two first-time Grand Slam finalists since 2013. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from the quickie, check out today's deep dive on how a tiny pest is threatening the whole of Australia's honey industry.